0: Hi, this is Abhay Dandekar, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing.
1: Welcome to the most listened to South Asian radio station on the planet Ruckus Avenue Radio.
0: I'm Abhay Dandekar, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Jeremy Namkung is a recording artist from Sebastopol, California. He's better known as the rapper Jay Lately, and with his casual and soulful style, he embodies a thoughtful California cool that brings listeners and audiences on a musical journey through a balance of intentional contemplation and escapism. Jeremy has a background in education and psychology, and a genuine enthusiasm for working with youth. His latest EP, Campfire, is available on iTunes and YouTube Music. I caught up with him and was curious about how his own youth informed his work and asked him about his formative first memories of music.
2: I think probably my earliest memory its maybe two memories split. One of them is dancing around and singing Michael Jackson in my living room with one of my best friends um, and we just used to watch, I think it was like when Michael Jackson's tour videos or live shows would come out on, on VHS and she had one of those and so we would play them and just sing along and listen to that. And then probably my other big memory was my mom uh, used to dance a lot, or she still does, she did modern dance. And she would um, go to this little studio at night and like rent out the studio by herself and play music in there and dance. And then there was this big hallway with like wooden floors and I would just wear socks and run and slide back and forth across the floor the whole time. And for so, I would just go, we would be in there for like an hour and I'd just be running around, sliding around the floors, but she would be playing all this music and dancing. Like there was that, um, what is it? Paul Simon that, um, call me out or whatever Mm -hmm. that song is. You know, remember that was like the one, like, I'm sure she danced to other stuff, but that's the one where it feels like it was just like,
0: that's the one you replayed in your head. Like it feels like we were
2: just in there for an hour listening to call me out, but, um, in those are probably my, my biggest like earliest so, memories.
0: But for that, I mean, did you at some point, um, at that point, thinking about that memory now reflexively or even in the past, um, did you ever think back then that like, hey, these are going to be the things that inform me as I go forward as, a, as an artist?
2: Well, I think I, it's kind of weird. Like back then, I think I wanted to be like a superstar, you know, like back then I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to be Michael Jackson, right? Do you but you not, don't do you
0: not want to be a superstar now or is that um you know is, has, has that changed
2: I think it's yeah I'm sure it's definitely changed, but I think that part of what's changed is kind of like the realities of life too like realizing that most people are not superstars you know how like a lot of our earliest dreams are like you know people have like to be a doctor or be a um I guess like even astronaut and and the president or, you know, a lot of our earliest dreams are some real lofty dreams that then as life goes on, you realize like, oh, only like 3% of the population are actually doing some of these things. Most of everyone else is doing this other stuff that we were not like raised to be so excited about, you know?
0: know, and, And that's interesting. You mentioned that because in that spirit, you're right. Not everyone is being cultivated to do these kinds of, um, you know, things, especially for those people of color, or those who have immigrated here. So, right. So how did your mom, who was clearly influential, um, how did she, or, or your family in general, how did they instill that this was something that you should pursue?
2: I don't think they, um, directly instilled that. Like they never said, yes, be a musician. Yes, I used to also also dream of being an NBA player. That was one of my big dreams earlier. It's basically I want to be like an actor, a musician, or an NBA player, Um, like Shaq. Yeah, exactly. Like I grew up just in love with the Bulls. Like Michael Jordan was God to me, you know, for a while. And uh, but I don't think they ever said directly, "Yes, go be an NBA player." Yes, go be a musician. What they said was like, "Yes, go do what makes you happy and what you want to do. You can do it." And so they kind of like gave me that feeling where it wasn't like they were co-signing what the actual profession. They were co-signing me just chasing my dreams kind of. And whatever that dream is, and you know, everyone has different dreams, but it was kind of like whatever truly makes you happy and you want to do, go do that. And they always made me feel comfortable to kind of do that.
0: Well, so now that you've um, been able to accomplish some of that, Uh, In your mind's eye or even in the eyes of your your family and and your supporters have has that dream been accomplished? Or is that something that still evolves?
2: I think it's definitely something that still evolves. That's one I mean, that's one thing that I've realized The further I've gone is like I don't think it ever gets accomplished, right? It's like, you know, the saying like the it's it's uh, What is it like it's not the destination it's the journey, right? And like I don't think anyone necessarily or maybe they do and, you know, who knows. But my experience of it has been every, every momentous occasion you reach, you start looking for, like, it's an ongoing process. You start looking for the next. And it's a, it's a continual thing of growth where I don't think it re- ever really ends, kind of.
0: Well, they, they, they say that artists particularly, they love to create things and they like to destroy things. Right. <laughs> but um, are they any good at maintaining things? And so you know that speaks maybe to the the journey part and so I mean do you have the same kinds of um, preferences where the creative process is pretty incredible but the maintenance process is just as hard
2: yeah definitely and but I, I think one thing is like it's I think it's almost hard to make great art while you're just maintaining a balance like art comes from a place of maybe being off balance slightly or either it comes from either like growth growth or loss it doesn't necessarily come from stagnation you know like finding somewhere and sticking there like you only have so much you're able to express about that state then you start moving on to the next thing oh i have a lot more to express now or i just lost what i thought i had i have a lot to express now you know
0: which which do you think makes your art better the spark of innovation and creativity or perhaps the trauma of of the loss?
2: I kind of think it's both because I think, honestly, I think my whole thing has been kind of the best way, the best art is is like a a representation of the human condition and it's something that I could make as a musician and somebody who, um, you know, is a uh, grant writer could relate to someone who's never picked up a microphone before never even had the dream of being a singer could relate to an experience I'm going through and it's because it's so it's tapping it like we all experience growth we all experience happy moments we all experience loss we experience letdown so it's it's I think it's really tapping into both Mm -hmm. both sides of it you know
0: well is there a version of that that in your experience and for your music and for your style that you feel either more comfortable with?
2: Um, I think maybe the the easiest most comfortable is like to talk about what's going bad mm-hmm. for me it's almost it almost feels like uncomfortable to talk about what's going good right you know how some people are it's 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 kind of uncomfortable to brag sometimes or it's kind of uncomfortable to boast about yourself right whereas sometimes it is more comfortable to like talk about like a bad breakup than right. it is to talk about. Like you just got the best thing, best girl in the world, or whatever, you know.
0: And maybe um, because, you know, I wonder if you can relate easier to those because they've shared in that same kind of loss or, or misery, and that that whole idea that misery loves company—that right. it's easier for fo- folks to relate to.
2: Right. Exactly. I kind of think that's what it is. It's like there's a lot of you going through hard times right <laughs> now too. So when I start talking about this great time I just had, yeah, I don't know if you're going to necessarily like connect to it the same way. But on
0: the other hand, you know, if if they may, they may relate to um, someone who's maybe listening to your music might relate very easily to the loss or the misery or the trauma. And at the same time, they might really, really relate to the dream or they might relate to the aspiration of, um, you know, obtaining something or that success. Right.
2: And I think that's kind of why it is so important to have both sides is it's, it's almost like when I've, when I've talked to people who listen, And our fans of mine, it's like, they might have fallen in love with me based on that that one about the trauma, about the hard times. And then when I put out that song that was us making it through that and coming above and and triumphing, they felt like they triumphed also. It's like, you know, I related to you when you were down and now you're showing me that you got up and I feel like I can get up with you, you know?
0: If you're just joining us... This is Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, and we're joined by Jeremy Namkung. After a quick break, we'll talk a little bit more about what it's like to be a mixed race rapper and how Jeremy identifies himself. Stay tuned.
1: I never thought it would be this easy, easy. Never knew it would be this hard. hard Told my friend I know you want it all But we can't act like it's just dark. <laughs> the world's a big ass place Shit. And don't you ever go forget that uh-uh. But always betting on someone else Shit, Tell me what you're ever gonna get back Bet. Scared money doesn't make money <laughs> But that's just a metaphor and there ain't nothing you can take from uh-uh, Because the world is already yours Hi, this is Doc Blades. Listen to Rutgers Avenue Radio at DashRadio.com and download the Dash Radio app for complete access 24 hours a day, seven days a week to our station.
0: We're back now with Jeremy Namkung on Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. So... I'm curious, as a rapper, as an artist, as someone who's grown up in the East Bay or in Sebastopol, mm. um, which is a community in uh, the Marin County of Northern California.
2: Sonoma County. Sonoma County. very close by. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
0: do, do you have a particular identity that you, um, you know, th- does it qualify you to be? Um, Do you qualify yourself as, I'm a a rapper from uh, Sebastopol, or I'm a rapper of Asian origin? How do you identify yourself, if at all, for that matter? Yeah.
2: I mean, to tell you the truth, that's been one of the weirdest things for me, and kind of almost like most interesting experiences of being an artist, because I feel like there is kind of that pressure to identify myself more than if I were just Jeremy, you know, the your friend or your right. coworker. Yeah. Whereas there is a little bit kind of a brand on me or a box on me. And to tell you the truth, like I've always just kind of felt like that other box. Hmm. Like that we all check or some of us check off at times on questionnaires. Like for a good amount of my life that was what I was uh you know, when we would have things in school. Like that was before I remember a time in my life when there was never mixed race. Right or, or like, like it was just other it was you' either one or your other and as I've gone on in life I've kind of realized that like that is my identity is being the one that doesn't necessarily fit into another box and
0: is, you know but in in so in that way does it make it so that your art or your music can, and you know, not be defined, and there, therefore reach more people universally.
2: I think, I think it's like a gift and a curse, kind of like it's easier to get more quickly accepted by being something that's very palatable, and and maybe more gift wrapped to people, mm. like like just kind of more simplified. He's this, right? right. And it's easier to accept at first, but then you also reach like these glass ceilings. Uh, when you're like that where like you know it, I see a lot of other Asian rappers who way more quickly get accepted by the Asian rap community
0: mm-hmm.
1: but they
2: don't get accepted by anyone beyond the Asian rap community Right. whereas I, I have a way harder time getting accepted by the Asian rap community but I get a little bit love over here, love over here I get a little bit of, you know and so it's, it's like I know a I've talked to other Asian rappers who are like, "I wish I could be in your shoes and I, I talk and I'm like, I wish I could be in your shoes. Right. why are, you know why yeah. is this blog not just pumping me like they do for you
0: I wonder if at some point it's um you're right it's uh, so both a blessing and a curse, but I wonder if at some point there's some value to you know that definition because in a market that's so saturated with so much art mm-hmm. and um, there's so many choices out there. Um, what's the easiest and best way to distinguish yourself, um, especially in a craft that for the most part is, is based in English mm-hmm. and needs some extra definition to go beyond that? I mean, how, how have you been able to tackle that part so far? Um,
2: I, I think the, the thing that I've kind of realized the most as I've gone is like, I might not be able to be these other things. And even though that might be what's hot right now, someone who is actually that can do it way better than me. Mm. What that person can't do is be a better version of me. Like literally no one can be better at being a half Korean, half white kid who was born in Oakland, grew up in Sebastopol, had goats, had a mom who danced, had this, etc. Like literally no one can be better than that at at that than me. But they can be way better at all these other things. And so, like, my greatest route to success is by actually figuring out how to be me as genuinely as I can and then representing that to everybody, showing everybody my true self.
0: How does that come out at least best in your craft? Does it come out from the methods that you have? Does it come out from just the genuine heart that you might have in in how you um rap or sing or make your music um, or does it come out in other ways that people don't necessarily see as the as the outward product
2: i think like for in terms of the way i actually achieve kind of being the best version of myself or or putting myself out there the best i think a lot of it has to do with confidence Mm. and i think i'm a Myself now than I used to be to the point where I I do feel comfortable saying things about myself that I didn't used to feel and I do feel like just a little more peace to like instead of feeling like I have to do something that makes me feel uncomfortable in order to show them this I could be like no that's not me like mm-hmm. let me do comfortable because I know that that I know that's what I should be doing now whereas there were times where it's like I don't know what I should be doing
0: when you're in that process of, of struggle though, right? Is it hard to, um, keep that confidence at some premium level to say, Hey, listen, I think I can keep, um, going with this because there's some success. Um, or is it the kind of thing that, Hey, I, it's hard for me to convince even others, let alone myself, that what I'm doing is, is something that's going to be successful.
2: Yeah, definitely. 100%. I think that's, like, since, since I've really decided that I'm going to pursue music as my career and as my passion in life, I think I've had, I've, I've told other people this, like, I feel like I'm ha- get, having the highest highs and the lowest lows. Mm. Like, I've never had the most as good of experiences as I've had pursuing music. And I've also kind of never had as bad of experiences as I've had pursuing music and it's it's just you kind of open yourself up to that like if you really are going to throw yourself in there like it, it is a roller coaster well, and spe-
0: especially making yourself vulnerable right um and you know it's a it's a craft or a product that that is being evaluated and judged right um is that hard to feel like uh you're constantly being judged at some point at least or do yes. you get over that as a successful artist
2: um no, I I mean I would say probably no one. I don't think any successful artist ever fully gets over that. Like no one likes to know that there's people who don't like the, what they're doing. You know, like that's and and I've always been the type of person where I want other people to like me. I want to ple- You know, I want people to be pleased with what I've done. You know, I I don't like when people don't like me. Like you know, some <laughs> I guess some people maybe some people do, but I've never enjoyed me. So I
0: wonder if the 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 thought though is is that does. The people who um, understand that there are people who don't like them, does that help motivate them even more, or um, does it somehow factor into their confidence
2: um I think definitely it could or or at least into their motivation maybe um I mean there's and, and you know I think it has a lot to do with personality too like mm-hmm. I have friends i have there's a, there's one that I'm thinking of right now who like has blind confidence in himself mm-hmm. and it's like. You know, no one else, the, the 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 statistics are not in line for you to believe so highly in yourself. But you do. And there's sometimes where it really works to his benefit. And there's sometimes where it really works to my detriment, the fact that I don't have that blind confidence. The fact that I am a little bit more like, why me? Like, oh, really? Why are they going to pick me? You know what I mean? Whereas right. he's like, why are they not going to pick me? And I'm sitting there like, well, for X, Y, and Z, you know? But Here's sometimes he gets
0: picked. Yeah.
2: When, and and it's because of because of that. So I think it has a lot to do with personality. And then there's sometimes where it really plays to my benefit. The fact that I'm maybe like a little more realistic in the way I think about things and and maybe approach things in more of a you know humble manner at times. That plays to my advantage at sometimes and and not at others. You do know? you
0: do you find that that difference or that shade of realism versus aspiration? makes a difference in the quality or the expression that you have in a live show versus a recording, meaning that like maybe in a live show, you can really showcase your your confidence side. And in a recording, you can kind of perfect the craft in a way that allows you to develop that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think for me personally, that's definitely been the case. Like the live show is I don't know, something about it where I feel like I'm able to almost like step outside of my body in a way that I'm... And like, it's weird because I'm generally a fairly shy person. But for some reason, when I'm on stage in front of a crowd of people, like I lose that shyness.
0: Can, can you be an introvert and, and be a, and have a great stage persona?
2: I think so. I think honestly, I think out of all of the artists that I've dealt with, like you would look at rappers in general, right? And think like 80% are extroverts, 20% are introverts, right? Like we're all over in your face about everything, right? right. I, I personally think it's the opposite. I think it's 80% introverts and 20% extroverts. And a lot of those people who look like extroverts to you are super introverts. But the fact that they had to get in front of that camera, then they come with that other side because it's like they don't... It's hard. It's hard to be on stage and be an introvert. So it's almost like you just be an extrovert while you're up there, kind of, you know, and uh, but it's like that's part of what I love is that's one of those times where I feel free to be like loud. Yeah. And I feel it's like growing up playing basketball. That was one of those times like I might hit a kid on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. I've never even punched a kid in my real life. You know what I mean? But we all need that experience like those times to kind of let it out or to you know, like that's my time where I get to be loud is on stage. It's your
0: it's your stage. That stage right. could be the um, actual stage. It might be um, the basketball court in, right. in your case. And is, is there one that you prefer, um, meaning you know, do you prefer the recording studio versus the stage sometimes or and vice versa?
2: I think it goes both ways. I think at on the stage is probably where I feel the most comfortable, which is weird because it's like the most un, kind of uncomfortable spot, but it, there's something about it. Maybe it's the fact that I don't think I'm supposed to be there and yet I feel good up there. And so now like I've fallen in love with that, like it's somewhere I wasn't supposed to be and it works. And so right. it's like I fought, fell in love with that feeling kind of. Yeah. Um. But there's times where I love, I, I like being in the studio as well, but Something for me, something about the studio is also almost like stressful a little bit Mm. because you're trying to create something great while you're in there. Whereas on stage, like I'm almost just trying to have a good time and share that with everybody else. Like I've already created this. I've already when I'm on stage, I feel like I've already done all the hard work. I wrote the song. I recorded it. We mastered it. We reworked it. I practiced it. I practiced it. I sat in my room and I rehearsed this all, you know, like mm-hmm. the stage is almost like the party or like the celebration. Right. It's like the after party, you yeah. know?
0: If you're just joining us, this is Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing with Abhay And I'm joined today by recording artist Jay Lately. After a quick break, we'll return and learn a little bit more about how Jeremy integrates education and his art. Stay tuned. And if it means goodbye to my home, I say
1: goodbye to my way. I think they just want the fortune. In vain. I wish I could fly on my home. I wish I could. Fly- Makes me wonder if we're ever alone And are we even in pain?
0: This is natasha chandel and you can check out ruckusavenueradio.com for more information and for the latest on station programming and more so jeremy you have a background in education mm-hmm. and tell me how that's been important for you in developing your art and shaping your professional life um
2: I think one <laughs> this is kind of sad to say, but I think one way, it really made me realize how much I love making music and pursuing the goal of making music mm. because I love working with kids. I love like the journey of education. I love that whole interaction, yet I didn't love teaching mm. and When I was teaching, you know, just like a lot of us experience in our jobs, there's a lot of frustrations at our jobs, right?
0: Absolutely. But
2: during that time, I got the chance to go on tour. I got the chance to release albums. And when I'd be going home, waking up two hours early before work to finish sending out these emails about my tour, going home directly from work and instead of watching TV or hanging out with my friends, hopping on the computer for the next six hours to write these songs or produce, I. I was as happy as i could be and when i'd be waking up off four hours of sleep to go do music as opposed to waking up off eight hours of sleep to go teach i realized how much happier i was waking up off four hours of sleep to do music and so like it's kind of messed up to say that but i think that is something that it really taught me is because it's like teaching is a very meaningful profession it's some i love working with kids and yet I love this other thing so much more clearly that it kind of really showed me like, you got to at least try, like it's, it's all the cards are showing you how much you would love to be doing this with every second of your day. You got to at least try this.
0: Does the does the teaching background in some way make you a better uh, mentor or does it help you when you're collaborating with others or did it just provide you with some background and discipline, um, uh, and structure.
2: I think it's, it's kind of two, twofold. I think the last thing you said, definitely the discipline, the structure, the organization that pays off for me big time, um, in my music career. And it's kind of, it also is, I think it comes from, uh, playing sports too. It's like when you, when you have a goal and you've been forced to go do things that you know, you don't want to do, but you know, you should be doing in order to reach that goal. Mm. That's like a really valuable lesson in life is like no one's goals are you're going to have to do something you don't want to do in order to reach where you actually want to reach at anything. You anything meaningful you do, you're going to have to make sacrifices in order to reach that. And so that's something that teaching or playing basketball or things like that really taught me that I think have benefited me in pursuing music. I think the other thing that teaching really taught me is that. I don't really know what I'm doing, which is funny because it's, th- th- that's the name of your podcast, that's right? right? Yeah. But it's like, at the time when I was teaching, I really thought I knew what I was doing when I started. Then maybe halfway through, I started to realize, kind of like, I don't necessarily know what I'm doing. Then I stopped and looked, and was like, "Wow, I really didn't know what I was doing." <laughs> you know what I mean? But like
0: big epiphany there, right? right. Yeah,
2: and um, and just kind of realizing like. I don't think any of us necessarily do know what we're doing. The people that the ones that are almost like willing to accept that and mm-hmm. keep it rolling and just kind of figure it out. And, you know, that's like that was a big epiphany. Like I was a great I was a great teacher. I know I was a great teacher. And, and at my school, I was recognized as being a good teacher. I look back now and I'm like, yo, I was messing up here. I was stupid about this. Why was I doing that? Like, I was letting my ego get in the way of this. I was taking things personally here. I was, you know, and...
0: And I wonder if that made you uh, be a better... I mean, if it's a, a right word to use, be, be more reflective and mm. be able to now take some of the both success and the opportunities that you had to say, here's how I can learn from it. And um, in, that, in that way, do you find that you're in a position now to um, be a better mentor to perhaps those who are just getting into the art or the craft, too? Yes. Yes and no. I think... And, and by the way, is there a, like, is, is there some sort of... There's no mentorship. Program. There's minutes. no program.
2: There's no sort of... Honestly, in, within the music industry, there's no sort of structural anything. Yeah, It's like the Wild West. And... Um, like, so, you know, mentors come in the most unexpected of places and yeah, it's like, I think, I think one, I think it's hard to really be a mentor, be sometimes, I don't know, this might be the, might be my personal opinion. It might be wrong, but from my experience, it's almost hard to really, be able to mentor someone else properly until you have gotten yourself into a little bit more of a place of peace and comfortability and feeling like you are actually where you want to be like i and this was part of what i experienced as teaching i felt like i was still too selfish and egotistical to be a great teacher Mm. and i feel like almost i'm still too hungry of an artist to be a great mentor to another artist.
0: Was that a surprise to you, in that when you first entered the business that there wasn't some sort of ability to have someone guide you through the process?
2: Um, not necessarily. I don't think it was ever a surprise. That's almost one of the things that I liked the most about this mm. is that I didn't need to go get someone else's approval, or I didn't need to go get someone else to pick me up and take me with them. Like that that's one of the things that why I even started writing music in the first place is I could do this alone in my room. no one even had to know I was doing it and I could still be doing it and feeling good
0: about it you know does that factor back into the whole idea that many of your peers are um, trying to take their craft to the next level and yet the audience it's an audience of one in the beginning
2: right. Big time. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I almost think some of the best artists might never even want to perform it. Might never even want anyone else to hear their music. And that's what makes it so good is that they actually just made it for themselves and didn't even think anyone else was going to hear it. So they weren't worried about what other people were going to think about it when they heard it. They were literally just like, I just want to play this for myself in in my room. And then someone else was like, well, I got the recording. We're going to share it with everyone. (laughs) And then you blew up, you know? Right. But, like, it might have been so good because they thought no no one else was ever going to have to hear this. And so they didn't have those, like, worries about having to present themselves some type
0: of way. You're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing with the Bayadarnikar. After a quick break, we'll come back and talk to Jay Lately more about the online music industry. Stay tuned. What do you think about this part, which is now that music, art, in fact, almost everything is democratized Mm -hmm. in that it's readily available. It's out there. There's no necessary there's no um, special quality to a uh, an event because it can be streamed or it can be obtained at any time. Does, Does that change the way that you are creating the art? In and marketing it,
2: I think, uh, yeah, definitely. I think maybe less to do with the way you're creating it, and one hundred percent to do with the way you're marketing it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely I, or both. I think it's kind of like a gift and a curse, like we were talking about earlier. Like yeah. I now feel free. I when I was growing up. I wanted to be a rapper right but I was listening to Eminem like I, I grew up when I was in like seventh eighth ninth tenth grade it was like the reign of aftermath so it was like mm-hmm. dr. Dre dropped his album Eminem dropped his few albums 50 cent came out G right. unit came out so like that was who I was in love with so I was listening to all these people and I was like I don't sound I am not any of these people right but I want to do what they're doing but I, there was no thought in my mind that I could be, ever be a rapper because rappers are like these guys.
0: Right? I guess when at that age, though, or even when you were you were listening to this music, it's probably in an age where you had to actually go someplace to obtain that music, right? Right, and the sampling—it's uh, not that there weren't so many other artists that were out there. It's just that their music or their the availability to their music was not so readily accessible by by everyone and now you have so many different choices so many different artists right. out there which makes it wonderful for you know discovery and yet hard to for the consumer even for the artist to say how do I either stand out or, or make that choice
2: Right exactly no like I didn't really know that hip hop was a diverse
1: mm.
2: genre until the internet and until we were, we had, uh, there was one, Napster, but there was one thing right before Napster. I forget what it was called, so but like I used Lime to. Wire was, or something. Yeah, right? and there was like a couple almost like radio station-ish yeah. type of things. I don't remember the names, but like a few of my favorite artists were the ones that I discovered on those. Because those were the first times where I was like, holy shit. Like there's someone talking about not being able to pay their bills. Mm. There's someone talking about getting dumped as opposed to uh, scoring with a girl or something right. like that. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, I've been dumped before. I have never taken my girl on a yacht and etc. etc. You know what I mean? Like, right. but I have been dumped before and like, wow, they're talking about this too. And so I think it's like, it does, it's, it's, it's in a place now where you can be anything and be, there's an audience for everyone. Like mm-hmm. I, I, this is one. Um, artists coming up is like you don't need everyone to like you there's seven I don't know how close we are to eight billion people in this world yeah. like there's seven plus billion people in this world right if you get uh, it, all you need is a hundred dollars from a thousand of them right and you are from you know five thousand them, and you're set you're rich like you are a star There could be six billion people in this world who don't even know who I am. And I could be living in a mansion, performing shows every night, paying for my kids to go to college, getting to choose to do what I want to do when I wake up in the morning. Like, you don't need all these people anymore. And because we have this connection to people, like, I don't need Def Jam or Warner Brothers or so-and-so to tell you to like me. All I need is your friend to tell you to like me. And I'm right here. And then you tell your other friend to like me. And all of a sudden, there's 5,000 of you who bought a sweatshirt, a ticket to my show, and an album. And I am set, you know? And that's like one of the beautiful things. Now, on the other side, there's also 5 million of me (laughs) right here trying to get you to do the exact same thing. So my competition is way bigger. My resources are also way bigger. So it's kind of a, it, it goes both.
0: How um I mean and that's interesting because you mentioned that there's there's five million of you, but it only takes a few thousand of um, your audience to really sort of you know catch on and and, and get that there. Are, are those the targets? Is the target for you when when you know someone looks back on, on your career or even your accomplishments and your achievements and they say, Man, that 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 rapper was really someone who spoke to me is is the achievement that you spoke to um, X amount of thousand people or is the achievement for you um, much more nuanced than that?
2: It's weird I was just thinking about this recently and I and talking to somebody about this and I've almost so like let me let me um, started by saying this. I've realized that I've made it way farther than I ever thought I was gonna make it. Sure. I never thought I would be able to I've done some amazing things that I never thought I would get the opportunity to do. I've hung out, like I've drove in cars for hours with some of my idols and talked to them about their kids and talked to them about, you know, like I've done things I never thought I was gonna do. Am I where I want to be? No, I'm still so so far from reaching where I want to be. But what I've realized is like, I really enjoy what I'm doing and if I could literally keep doing this exact same thing I'm doing every day now, I would be perfectly happy as long as there were more money in my pocket for doing it. And it sounds like a really shallow thing, but I don't think it is. I think it's recognizing that I love what I'm doing and I just want to be able to keep doing it.
0: Is, is that the reality? That you mentioned that a couple of times now that there's a realism to this. And, yeah. And is that is that where that you know usually comes in? And if you were to ask the same question to say some of your idols, do you think that they would say the same thing?
2: Um, no, I don't think, I think some of them would and I think some of them wouldn't. Um, But I think, you know, like where it comes from for me is like, I have a great time performing for people, whether it's 10 people in front of me or whether it's 1,000 people in front of me. I have a great time. I have a really good time every time one person talks to me about the way a song I made affects them. Like, I don't need 1,000 people to tell me that this helped your life. Just that one person telling me the way this this song helped your life is enough. So like, I don't need... Yeah, it'll be great to have bigger numbers and bigger this and bigger that, but I don't need any of that. I'm perfectly happy with who I'm performing in front of, with who I'm touching with my music, with how I'm touching them with my music. I uh-huh. just want to be rich enough to keep doing this and live comfortably and pay for my kids. Right. It's and so that you can keep doing So it. I can keep doing this. Like, yeah. I don't need to get any more famous or any more popular. Yeah. I just need to have be able to keep doing it, you know?
0: for you and uh, as an artist and um so far your career arc and your journey has given you some great tools and you've learned along the way um for you your art as it develops um, rap has gone through so many different evolutionary stages Mm -hmm. and not necessarily for you and your art but um is there a a direction that you see rap or the craft of um, hip-hop um, from an engineer's standpoint, do you see, is, are, there, are there future evolutions of this that you're excited about?
2: I think definitely. I mean, I think just like any music, I don't think any music necessarily stopped evolving. Like, I guess I'm not like the greatest music historian or anything, but, you know, maybe, maybe certain genres of music have kind of faded out over time and transitioned into something else a little bit. So maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe in a few hundred years there won't be rap anymore. There will be this other type of music that is clearly influenced by rap or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I think one thing with with hip-hop is like, I think it honestly, people don't really, I don't know if everyone else thinks this way, but I think hip-hop is really one of the most diverse forms of genres of music. Like, there are people of all backgrounds Rapping, there are people of all backgrounds listening to music and rap music, and there are all types of opinions being a full, diverse array of types of opinions being expressed through rap music. Like, I think it really does encompass the diversity of our world today and is an amazing representation of what is actually out there. And, and there's, I think that's one of the best things about hip hop is that it was kind of. Developed in this rebellious way kind of like the way that like punk music was developed or something like that like it was in rebellion to something else Mm. Which now allows it to like you can never tell me what I'm supposed to be doing Right, right like NWA is what you guys built this this whole thing on. You know what I mean? Like Chuck public enemy is what you built this whole thing on. Those were people saying, no, I'm doing it. This beastie boys were saying, no, I'm doing it this way. Not the way you told me to do. So how are you like our genre? You're not allowed to tell people how to do things. Sure. And that's almost one of the beautiful things. And like, I think that's, there's kind of this weird, like generational thing between like the old school heads and the, and the new Mm -hmm. school people. And I think it's messed up. I'm like, all you old school heads, Someone was telling you not to do what you were doing and you were saying no f you Yeah, and now you're mad at these young kids for saying no f you when you try to tell them what to do like you were these exact people it just looked. But I think that's one of the beautiful things of hip-hop music is like you can't ever really Box it in like you're allowed to ch- change you're allowed to try things because that's what it was you do know you,
0: do you suspect that um, at some point um, as uh, either an artist or an engineer or someone who's helping to create some of these um, you know, pieces, uh, will, will you likely become that? Because at some point, we, we all gravitate <laughs> towards preferences. Or, right. or do you hope not?
2: I hope not. Um, I think preferentially, I will. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with liking what you like. Yeah. I think there's something wrong with telling someone else not to like what they like. You know, like, there's. I don't listen to a lot of the new newer stuff i 100 percent respect the fact that they're making it though and i'm glad they are you know like but is that what i choose to listen to at night no i mean like you know if you don't like spicy food like are you supposed it just doesn't sit well with me am i supposed to tell other people not to like spicy food because it because they love it you know it's kind of the same thing to me like how are you going to tell someone that this music is bad like you don't have to listen to it
0: right um jeremy it's been great to sit down with you um I hope you'll join us again.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hi, this is Abhay Dhandikar, and you're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio, available now on Dash Radio.
1: So many sleepless nights Started thinking that I don't need a bet yeah. I've been back out on the road Bigger rappers just to see the head Yeah how can you fly if you're too scared to see the ledge? Yeah. Tell me, how can you fly if you're too scared to see the ledge? They're
0: running out of excuses, I've had enough of it We've been running all over the
1: Atlas because I can budget shit yeah. I don't pack my own back enough, we could go global if they could just pack it Just speak with the locals, yeah, we can go pack a truck conscious and shit But they'll shake it and back it up all of my strings attached, all of my drugs we left them before customs Was hoping your cousin could bring a batch, Yeah, with his drug bringing ass Double dosing all my vitamins, I'ma need to use your light again Ain't just been faking but we got it baking and cooking and of them Cause they got a good thing Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work so many double shifts I just can't go back to eight no some chapters been hella thick. Don't let me turn back a page. Not to say, the time to get it right, I won't take. Life is quick to come catch the fade. So no one too much to learn. Don't let that be my mistake. I don't need a bed, need a studio. Truth be told, I'm tryna to stay young like Rufio. But I don't get much sleep. My phone don't stop ring. My smoothie need dumb greens. I need to stop chasing young things with the good genes and apply that energy like sunscreen to my sunbeam. That's the quote, way late to Jay Late. Of Time for wake wake and make haste till the pay statements break bank uh-huh. and they might make it make a stink face this year we pay our taxes we been for the flare tactics from the air mattress to the air maxes my whole wardrobe is a rare cactus they got a good- In the clutch, think I'll throw it all away. I think that you got me fucked up. Your friend talks hella shit. Tell him his music sucks. But I never played his disc. So I don't know if it does. Follow away, follow away. I treat a tour like it's holiday. Treat a mistake like it's all a play. Counting a lot, you should call a play. Running your mouth, you should run a lap. I need friends around to motivate. What's the fun in that? Play my shit in every motorcade Play the shit in every middle school They can wait on all the smoking parts But tell them they're beautiful And all these bullies will probably end up with a broken heart Double dose on all your vitamins Ride a motherfucking bike with friends They're gonna hate it up until you made it But I bet they like it then Cause they got a good thing The morning's in- i you I forgot to try it Lying saying you forgot to diet Baby got a mouth That probably started right Got a minute We could take an hour All this shit we're talking We can make it hours Type of thoughts That make you need to take a shower How to sleeping on you Even waking out. Yeah but you know I would rather run away with you I would rather run a whip and roll With you think the feeling's better When it stays with you Fuck a old oh, issue in the days With you wish you liked tension. be my DJ We could travel around In fucking green rooms We could stay out late Even on weekdays I've been feeling like just Fuck a briefcase, let me work you. They can tell us how to spend our time, and I don't listen these days. What's a curfew? Oh, think I love you something like the moment when the beat breaks, plus the words, too. <laughs> yeah, magic shit. I think I'm addicted, I can't describe, don't got the proper adjectives. You're something natural, and hold the additives. You got the baddest shit. All it takes is a moment to notice. You got all my faith when you're anxious and feel like it's so. This is you Shit. got me going going gone like that how'd i go and get so fortunate all this good it could be gone might snap i don't even want to share nothing want to bear hugging if i'm tripping won't be nothing different i'ma need you there bugging knowing you don't even know my verses you just know just where it hurts is you don't fuck up all on purpose got me acting hella thirsty we should probably have a jersey all this love that we've been practicing you do doing hella good on even accident i'd be a fool if i was not to notice it you got a fan I hope you fucking know this shit, you good as analog I need your catalog and if I'm catting off You're never dogging me, she give you mad applause And get you tatted cross the fucking all of me You got that quality like that All it takes is a moment to notice You've got all Been dreaming, I'm my real life's calling Someone please tell the morning waiter Someone please just help me find my friends to do doing greater, they've been lost without me Same mistakes are really all just lessons Know how much I learned, you will be off to doubt me Look, I think I might end up broken famous I think I might buy a broken spaceship No regrets about coming back We probably end up right where we're supposed to make it Be all in a different time zone Find me all the way out where my mind roams Keep telling us how to spend our time When they don't even know where the time goes Don't know much, but I think we'll be fine, okay well, All friends faces what mm-hmm. the roof forget when I... I let it too. Maybe then they will follow you. Maybe practice some follow through. Talking shit, you should follow it. All that pride, it'll swallow you. You don't get to just call it quits, so whatever you're calling it. You got people who call
0: on you. You got people who got your back.
1: Talking all of it, fuck it. This isn't all on you. You can see truth a mile away. Never get that smile away. Don't forget your home mile away. Don't forget your own style and way. Have some faith that will find a way. You've seen people with harder times. You've heard rappers with smarter lines. You found things that are hard to find. Use that all to your benefit. Don't get lost when the stars align. All these places are waiting beyond. Oh I'ma change my ways. Rolling up another. I'ma change my mood. I'm the ambiance to the daylight way. Sloppy in the lobby, but at least I'm not rude, yeah. Always talking about that. I'ma change my ways. Rolling up another. I'ma change my mood. I'm the ambiance to the daylight way. Sloppy in the lobby. I've been working on my smile a bit more. Excuse me's and pleases. The things you work for are usually the sweetest. I get lit off how juicy the beat is. But she got shit that could move me to Jesus. I could body a bodyguard. But doing one, but they give me a proudly heart. I can see it now. All the laughing and hearty hearts. Rather party, even if. We're not where the parties are Oh goodness, good day shifts. All my fans are my favorites I'll be damned if I waste this All these bottles so gracious All these sparklers so extra Must love making me anxious She loves working my patience Practicing on my mantras They love calling me conscious You know different, don't say shit Helps me book all these concerts And I'm all messed up Just trying to keep my cool But all these things you do So distracting, keep on taking my time Think I could lose my sleep, just let me choose my feet. Oh, yeah, you never wasted my time. Just trying to keep my cool, but all these things you do, so distracting, keep on taking my time. Think I could lose my sleep, just let me choose my feet. Oh, yeah, you never wasted my time. Talk about that, I'ma change my. Rolling up another, I'ma change my. Uh. To the daylight. Light, 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 light. Yeah, hey, I'm always talking about that. I'ma change my. Rolling up another. I'ma change my. To the daylight. Light. And I'm always talking about that. I'ma change my ways. Rolling up another, I'ma change my mood. I'm the ambiance to the daylight way Sloppy in the lobby, but at least I'm not rude. Yeah, always talking about that. I'ma change my ways. Rolling up another, I'ma change my mood. I'm the ambiance to the daylight way Sloppy in the lobby, working on excuses. Fighting hangovers, drinking free juices. Smelling all out, don't mean to be a nuisance. Call that quiz that just seems useless. Check back later. Slipping me drinks, sweet things. I respect that waiter. Too much pride, but I'll accept that favor. Who you Just gonna spread that flavor Fuck your bosses Hit that paper thing in a nest They got it messed all up And want it in the flesh And make a mess all of it In distress and I confess all of it Messing up and I guess y'all love it No, we don't need to rush Got a little bit of tree on me to crush I'll just be out here looking after my homegirl I think she don't need enough And I'm all messed up Just trying to keep my cool But all these things you do So distracting people Taking my time Think I could lose my sweep, just let me choose my feet, Oh yeah you never wasted my time Just trying to keep my cool but all these things you do so distract and keep on taking my time Think I Hi could this
0: lose is Abhay Dandekar and you can check out ruckusavenue radio.com for more info and for the latest on station programming and more This is a Ruckus Avenue public service announcement. It's no secret that music can help you feel better. That's why Musicians on Call brings music to the people who need it most, hospital patients. Musicians on Call has played for over 850,000 people. And now during the pandemic, we need your help to expand our virtual programming. Donate or volunteer as a musician or guide. Visit www.musiciansoncall.org and help bring the healing power of music to a patient in need. Thank you for tuning in. Change begins with you. Activate your listening.